When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com All right, so here we are, the uh, day of game 2 and what better than to do a podcast about our St. Louis Blues? But the problem with this being that Burton and I I think came up with the idea to do this Last Thursday, I I, think. Seems like it was about 45 minutes ago, to be honest (laughs) with you. So, we are titling this the Last Minute Minute Blues Podcast, all right? And we just want to give you a rundown of what we think about what we saw in Game 1, what we're looking for to Game 2, but Jeff and I decided that it would probably be a pretty good idea to bring in somebody that actually knew what they were talking about. Yeah, somebody you who know, got a little uh, past junior year in high school with ice hockey. Right, right. And your formidable uh, training after that is a uh, Blues Urge hockey game or two. Right, right. Uh, so we go to the guy that actually played in the NHL, Jamie Rivers. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, man, dude, it's nice to have you in here. Thank you for joining us today, man. We do, We pleasure. really appreciate it. When the VAT signal goes out, and I know it comes from Burton and Fandango, <laughs> buddy, I am jumping on my moped, and I am getting here as fast as I can. All right, well, then you know what? Let's get right after it, okay. all right? Let's get right after game one. Obviously does not turn out the way that any of us had hoped for, but at the same time, as I sit here before game two, unlike years past, I'm not... I'm not nervous. I feel like this is a team that can respond and can come back the way that they need to to win in game two. As a guy that's been alive as long as the St. Louis Blues organization, I'm tired of being that guy that goes, oh, man, we're down one game to nothing in a seven-game series. It's over with. And Donnie and I both feel with this team, we don't have to have that feeling. No, I get it. But look, at you guys have every right, and so does the fan base in St. Louis, have every right to be skeptical, as we'll call it. because. Sure. We've we've never won it. Yeah, we got to the finals, but there's a little bit of an asterisk because we're expansion team at the time, and one expansion team made the cup automatically. So, you know, take that however you want to. But this team is different. It is. It really is. You know, to be as far down as they were, and we've talked about this multiple times, is January 2nd, they're 31st in the NHL. And to climb out of that dungeon and get back into even being in a conversation to make the playoffs is one thing. Then to make it. Then to win two rounds, like this team has something a little more than we've had before. Is was was Saturday just some bad mistakes that just caught up? And I mean, because it does not seem like as a whole that the Blues played. Like I wouldn't say the Blues played a terrible game. I said that they had some moments where they lost their brains, but I don't think as a whole that that was a terrible game to watch. I think Saturday is a stereo, stereotypical um, uh, example of those little mistakes that, like, not clearing your zone on the first try. 
get magnified because it's the playoffs. Well, it's puck management, right? You hear that term all the time. And, and just to break that down quickly, it means basically what play are you making with the puck? Where are you putting the puck? And the Blues turned it over. They had, you know, the one Alex Petrangelo gets knocked off the puck, turns into a turnover, two-on-one, boom, back of the net. Colton Pareko puts it right up the guts of the ice, which is the San Jose Sharks, their neutral zone forecheck. They're wanting you to do that so they can turn with transition. What happened? Timo Meyer goes zooming in, goal. Joel Edmondson, same thing, up the middle of the ice. Again, at, stop me when you've heard enough, right? Because right. that's exactly what sure. happened there is they, they got in against a team that – you know, it's a first game. Like, they just got finished playing Dallas. And you guys have to imagine that your whole mindset is the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. Your strategy, the players you're playing against, what they do, you just absolutely, you memorize what you're supposed to do. Then all of a sudden, boom, you're supposed to flip a switch and change it all. And it's difficult sometimes. And San Jose did a better job of flipping the switch to change the, against their opponent than the Blues did. So I think with better puck management, they can limit those opportunities, take those three goals back, and we're right back in the hockey game. Absolutely. And we had some chances that were really good, too, that we just missed as well. So, you know, I think the bigger picture to look at here is that we didn't have any real time of possession in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. The first two series, we were grinding them down big time. We didn't have that. The only time we had that was in the third period where the Bozak line, the same line that's been doing it all playoffs, right. got some momentum going for the Blues down low. They drug it out. They grinded it out. They end up getting a goal out of that play. So we have to get more of that from everybody. Now, here is the, I mean, obviously, I think the biggest story since Saturday and the one that has been repeated, you know, a lot, fair or unfair, is the performance of 91 of Vladimir Tarasenko in game number one. And listen, I, I, I am not here. I love I love Vladdy. I love him. I love watching him play. But it, it never feels good when the day between game one and game two that the coach has to come out and say something about, Vladdy's got to work harder for his chances, so on and so forth. I hate hearing that in the playoffs. Jamie, can you talk about that? I don't want to be unrealistic and unfair to the guy, but at the same time, one of our best players has to be one of our best players in the Western Conference One of my frustrating things when it comes to the broadcasters or the guys who do the ESPN radio and things like you do is that they go, oh, playoffs. uh, I know Tarasenko's had a, a rough stretch, but this is when he shines. No, this guy's supposed to shine all the time. Why yeah, is it? You're, <laughs> you're right. It's funny, right? Because he's one of those those crazy things in the hockey world. If you look at his stats in playoffs, he's right up there with like the top four guys for goals scored in the last you know five years of playoffs, with like a fraction of the games that those guys have played. So you know he has it, and I think that's where the most frustration comes from. Is like you know that the flick of the wrist, this guy's got a goal. Why is he not getting there? Why is it not happening? How come it seems to disappear at the most important times? Well, there's a lot of things that go into that. The other team has a strategy against them. They play him harder. They take away those opportunities. They play his line mates harder. Uh, you know, I just think that Vladdy has to battle through some of this. And that's why it came to question with Craig Berube was, look, he hasn't been real effective, so the coach has to answer questions. He can't just let it be you know, hidden in the background. You can't mm-hmm. just put it away. Sure. He's got to answer. At the same time, he's using it as a motivator, I guarantee you, for Vladimir Tarasenko. Hey, look, I'm telling you, you need to work harder. And so I need you to give me more. Yeah, and I read I read the article that, that Jeremy Rutherford did for The Athletic about, about Vladimir. And, you know, by all accounts, nobody really thinks he's dogging it. It doesn't feel like, you know, that that... that that he's not playing as hard as he can, but for whatever reason, it just seems like we notice this sort of 
you know, these sort of, I guess, dips in his game where he just goes a while without performing. But, you know, like, and, and to paraphrase what, what Jeremy said in the article, not me, but like when Ryan O'Reilly is not scoring, you still know Ryan O'Reilly is out there. He's still involved. He's still everywhere. I don't feel the same about 91 a lot of times. Well, and as a guy who, so he's, here's a veteran, you know, it's not like he's 19-year-old uh, Robert Thomas or anything like that. Uh, he's a veteran. He's been, a while, been around. He's been in the playoffs. He's had success both in the regular season and in the playoffs. As a guy who has coached Jamie Rivers, as a guy who's done training for hockey players, what can you say to a, to a Tarasenko? Like, hey, you should shoot more, or maybe use your back. What do you say to a guy yeah, like do you that? Say anything? He's all world. Yeah. Oh, no, he's there's ways world. to get it, right? Like, the number one thing that I always tell players, and that no matter what level, is you can drag yourself into the battle. And all that means is if you're not getting the opportunities on the outside to get these pretty shots or one-timers or great opportunities off the rush even, guess what? The puck has to go to the net. It always has to in order to score. And so, therefore, you get your body to the net. Get in front. You know, play in the house big time. And there's going to be rebounds, there's deflections, there's plays that occur off of shots all the time. You don't necessarily have to be the go-to guy off the rush. You can be the guy that goes right to the Look at Joel Edmondson the other night. He just drives straight to the net, takes the defenseman's stick away, Schwartz shoots it in off of his leg. Right. Guess what? Joel Edmondson will take that goal. He's okay with that. Is it, absolutely. Is it stupid for, is it a homer thing, or is it a guy who only you know played X amount of years of hockey thing to go, okay, Tarasenko, a guy who scored a gazillion goals, if you just hit one off of your hip and goes in, that can get you hot, or is that a dumb cliche? No, it's absolutely. I mean, Jaden Schwartz is a perfect example of that. Is Game five against Winnipeg, yes, it's a really talented goal, but it's kind of lucky at the same time. Bozak fires it across, what, 10 inches off the ice, and he swings a stick at it, goes off his stick in the net, and now look at what Schwartz has done ever since. So it's a little confidence builder. Of course right? it yeah, is. Course you get the monkey off your back. You start to skate a little faster. You're seeing the ice a little better. You're seeing a lot more net when you're getting ready to shoot. But for me, guys, the main thing is to continue working hard because then the opportunities find you. If you drift off, then no, nothing's going to find you. You're going to be right. easy to play against. Make yourself hard to play against by getting to those dirty areas. Get to the front of the net. Vladdy's a strong guy. He can outmuscle a lot of these guys, and he will find – those dirty pucks that are sitting there and put them in the net. And, and then the other end of the spectrum on that yeah. is Robert Thomas, who's like 12 years older, wherever he is. <laughs> 12 and a half, Jeff. He's, he's missing middle school for the playoffs. His parents haven't seen him before. He hasn't made curfew in so long. The, the mom-son dance. He's missed his prom. Yeah, yeah There's so the many permission slips left unsigned. Right, yeah. is just signing permission slips. Yeah, yeah. Can right. he come to Jersey with us? Is it okay? So my question is, here's a guy who is probably, I'm assuming, played the most games in a season he ever has. So, A, does the body not get tired because he's young? Does the mind get tired quicker because he's young? And somebody on the team that can help him out with this sort of thing? Well, the body doesn't get tired. I'm telling you, when you're that young, it seems like you have energy for days. I mean, I remember coming in at not quite as young as he is, but about a year from now, I made my you know, debut in the NHL. And scored a goal in his debut, by the way. And Boom. I believe it was a game winner, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, maybe. What yeah, are you going to say no to that? No, no Jeff, I mean, that's wrong. No, I'm not. Even if you were wrong, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I think you got an assist and a game winner. I'll just not let it positive. ride. Yeah. It's possible. Yes. You're a very, very good man. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Certainly. But yeah, as a young guy, you come in and you have all this energy. You're not running out of energy. You're just not. Because you're so happy to be in the NHL, you're so jacked up, and you've got those young legs. The youth does count for something. And mentally, you know, as far as that goes, I think that these guys, sometimes the ignorance is bliss, right? That young ignorance, not how big the moment is, 
that's a bonus because they're just going out there. I remember thinking to myself, well, yeah, I should be out here. I mean, I belong here. Right. Like, why, would I, why would I not be no, successful? No, you've earned it. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, well, yeah, I'm the go-to guy. Why wouldn't I be? I was last year playing junior. Right. Which know? is great because he <laughs> seems like he is playing like a veteran. And I hate to bring up two guys that play hockey in Chicago, but those two guys – he reminds me of those two guys a lot of times just with the, the puck on his blade. It just seems it's stuck there. And I the told, dude can skate. I told Jamie the last time he was in the studio with me, I can't wait to see this guy in a year and in two years yeah. to see to see where he grows. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. I realize this question in which that I'm going to ask you is exactly the type of question that a Homer St. Louis Blues fan would ask you, all right? And I'm asking for your Uh-oh. honesty, and I'm asking for you to tell me if I'm wrong because I kind of probably believe that, that, that we – a lot of us in St. Louis are wrong. I am to the point in listening and watching these games on the NBC Sports Network where I want to pull out the little hair in which that I have. I appreciate Kenny Albert calling the game. I think he does a great game. But I honestly feel, Jamie, I honestly feel like these dudes, like McGuire, like I feel like these guys like have something against the Blues. And I know that that is a ridiculous, asinine thing to think. But when I'm listening to these games, man, it feels very tilted. Do you hear any of that? I and, and be honest because I no, appreci- I'll be honest. I'll appreciate that I'm wrong, and I and I and I know that I am a homer and am very sensitive to it. And if the Blues were winning that game, then maybe I don't notice it as much. Sure, but man, they just make me sour, Jamie. Sour. Yeah, so I'll compare this to, like, an argument with your wife, right? Like, she hears what she wants to hear. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, when we're watching the game, you know, we hear the negative things. We're like, ah, why is he talking about the Blues? Why are oh, they pumping up the tires of San Jose Sharks? They hate us, and this broadcast sucks. Well, but if you're a San Jose Sharks fan, sometimes you're going to feel the same way, too. Why are they talking about Ryan O'Reilly? Why are mm-hmm. they talking about Robert Thomas? Oh, this Pat Maroon guy. Well, he was washed up, you know? Like, people get... That kind of anger in return. So I, I've had this discussion with several guys who do the national broadcast, and they say it's amazing the texts, the tweets, the emails they get, and it's literally polar opposites from really? both so fan bases. they're even getting it too. Yeah, they get it. And they'll, from a San Jose fan, they'll get, like, you guys are biased. You only want the, the feel-good story of the Blues. And then the Blues fan, like you just said, you described it very well, that you feel like, oh, I can't bear to listen to this anymore. Yeah, yeah but the, Pierre Maguire's not saying Joe Thornton. And you're so right, and that is disrespectful. And Pierre Maguire is a veteran guy who should know better than that. And quite honestly, guys, they give you a piece of paper with the pronunciations, and you're yeah. supposed to go over all of that with you know, your field guys that are there and making sure that the team representative from, from whoever team tells you how to say through it. that, yeah. And so he knows how it's supposed to be said. He's choosing to say it differently, just like he says David Perron. Is he? Ugh. I notice that too. Right? Like, is he doing it to, to upset us? No, he's you doing can, it. Be because honest, Jamie. He, he, he is. It's right. cool because it's working. He's getting in my kitchen. He thinks he's being right. Well, he he's he being is. Correct. But the problem is, he is correct on that one because David Perron he's is French. French guy. Uh, so it's David Perron is his name in 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 Quebec. But who wants to hear it mentioned that way down here? Like sometimes you do have to play to your audience. I'm right. sorry, we're in the Midwest. I say crescent, not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it starts to get real sloppy sure. and ugly when we start oh, to do that. It sounds yeah, it flakier and more delicious. What's but more I'm sorry. concerning is I'm what Jeff's doing to that microphone. From Absolutely. Fenton. What? you got to clean that thing off I've, afterwards. I've known it for a very long Thank time. Thank God for Lysol. All right. Well, boys, I think for the uh, the first go-round, uh, I think that this is uh, I think this is a pretty all right sort of situation. Game think, number two tonight, yeah, 8, yeah, o'clock tonight 8 o'clock from the Shark Tank. NBC Sports Network is where you got to go.
Yeah. Fox Thanks. Sports Midwest after the game, boys. Why? There Who's going to be on there? There's uh, myself and Scott Warman. We'll be bringing you guys the real information, and yeah. we will pronounce the names correctly. I oh, promise you that. Thanks, man. It's I almost like that. they're fans of the team and know what they're talking about. Almost. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Great. Best of luck on the broadcast, and go Blues. That's all right. all I can say. All right, so this is the first run of the Last Minute Blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, uh, Jamie Rivers, thanks, everybody, for hanging out and listening to us today. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.